The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Good morning again, everybody. Today we are in part four of our series, Pure Sex. Everybody say, Pure Sex. Now, if today's your first time with us in God's favorite house, um, we welcome you. <laughs> you may hear things that will really shock you. Is this a church? Yes, it is. Now, if you are below 18, we would ask you, thank you for joining us thus far. We would kindly ask that you, um, we have a movie. Is there a movie that is showing for you? Something fantastic going on there for you. So let's pray and for the Lord as the ushers help us to um, escort them out. God bless you. Yeah, under 18, this sermon series is rated PG-18. PG-18. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, that word, sex, is something that a lot of us get uncomfortable about we, we, we kind of feel, oh, this is like a taboo, or this is something we shouldn't talk about publicly, or this is something that should be left behind closed doors, and this is something that we definitely should not talk about in, in church. You know, and of course you are wrong, because the Bible is filled with sex from Genesis to Revelation. It's filled with synonyms symbols, even direct references. And God appears to be interested in, the, in that matter. In that matter. And we looked at, in part one, part two, I want to encourage you to please get the CDs. I know we, we, we are running out of those CDs, and I'm sure the same guys will be producing some CDs for us even right now. You know, if, if you missed those series, part one, part two, you want to get them. Part three, we looked at um, what do men really want? What do men really want? And, and we left that service empowered. That is, our women we became very empowered to handle the men in their lives. Do I get an amen? Yeah. And things have changed since then. The testimonies I've heard, it's totally amazing. And also, there have been a lot of questions. Not just testimonies, a lot of questions. A lot of people are saying, really, pastor? I mean, da 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 so, in fact, interestingly, after this sermon, the men are going to be totally equipped to handle the women. Do I get an amen? And there will also be a lot of questions. So, in fact, next week, we are dedicating next week to questions and answers. No old bars. All the questions, bring them in. At the end, I'm going to put up my contact. You may want to send your questions in advance to help me prepare for the answer. You know, but, you know, I need to go on. So today, by the grace of God, we are looking at what do women want. If your husband is not in this service, please get the CD, get the DVD. If he's out of town, mail it to him. He's going to need it. The issue of sex is very interesting because... A lot of men think they are not getting enough of it. Now, again, a lot of men, I'm not saying all men, a lot of
of men, I'm talking about married men, seems not to be getting enough. If you're married, if you're single, if you're single, you're better off because you know better things than we do when we were single. So you're better equipped. So a lot of men feel they're not getting enough of it. In fact, a man on, on social media, um, Reddit, he put up a spreadsheet of his, him and his wife on 30-something day spreadsheet on their, the date, if they had sex, yes or no, and the excuse for not having sex. In over about 40 days, the sex was three times in 40 days. They won. Sex, no. Reason, I'm watching a show. That's the reason the wife gave. Day two, no. Reason, I feel really sweaty and gross. I need a shower. She didn't shower until the next morning. Day three, no. No reason given. Day four, I'm exhausted. Day five, yes. The man is a happy man. Day six, no. I'm still a little tender and sore from yesterday. You were too rough. Next day, no. The next day, no. I'm trying to watch a movie. She slips off 15 minutes into the movie. The next day, no. I've eaten too much. The next day, no. I won't have time to get ready for the shower. We have prayer meeting tomorrow morning. If you, if you do this thing, you are going to oversleep and come late to church. I'm looking straight. <laughs> The next day, no. <laughs> I just came back from the gym. I feel gross. The next day, no. No reason. The next day, no. I have to be up early. The next day, no. The following day, yes. The next day, no. You are too drunk. The next day, no. I feel gross. The next day, no. I feel good. No? I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling good. I ate too much. The next day, no. I'm sweaty. I'm gross. The next day, no. No excuse. The next day, no. I might be getting sick. <laughs> the next day, no. I don't feel 100%. The next day, no. I need a shower. I feel gross. The next day, no. I feel, I'm too tired. The next day, yes. The next day, no. The next day, no. The next day, I'm watching a show. Now, this is the typical story of a lot of marriages. And I'm happy to tell you that this is not God's will for you. Only the men are clapping, you see? <laughs> Only the men are clapping. This is not God's will for you. So, Pastor, what are you saying? So, what, what can be God's will? There's something that is called the sexometer. Have you had a sexometer? Now, Sexometer release number of times, couple of sex in a week, you know. Some people say the ideal one is at least twice a week. Some people say it's twice a week. Well, I kind of feel it every, it's every day. Am I alone in this? Man, good, good, good. My, my guys, okay, they are waving to me in that corner. I have half people. I kind of feel it's every day. Come on. Give the man a break. <laughs> but, but some people 
Some people, research shows that at least in a healthy marriage, three times a week is, is not bad. You know, while there's no straight jacket answer, plus or minus, whatever. But three times a, a month, in 40 days, something is wrong with that. Praise the name of the Lord. And the guy went on social media and put it up. And this woman wants to kill me. <laughs> now, I, I, I need to give you a disclaimer here. I, I mean, up front. Number one, we are talking about what do women really want. Up front disclaimer. I'm not an expert in women. And no one on this side of eternity is. Except the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I was say the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost will lead us into all truths today in Jesus' name. That's disclaimer number one. Disclaimer number two. There's going to be a lot of generalization. We are going to go with what works for most women. So if it worked for 90% of women, it means it won't work for 10% of women. If it works for 90% of men, it means it won't work for 10% of men. In other words, there are 1,000 men in this auditorium. If it worked for 90%, it means 100 men will look at me and say, what's this guy saying? That's okay. But we will go with the popular side, I mean the general thing. Praise the name of the Lord. And did I mention that this teaching, from a context perspective, what do women want? By the time I finished, it's actually a three-week teaching. But God is going to help us deliver it in one week. Someone say, okay, women again, they've come with their wala. Our own was straightforward. Men, what do men want? One bullet, pwah! Now what do women want? The whole series. <laughs> Honestly, when I was doing my research, I was, you know, studying and da-da-da-da-da, I discovered I had content for a whole series, three, four weeks. But don't worry, you're going to get it all this morning. So fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> Women change so, in fact, men are so amazed. I am still amazed at my wife. I have a friend, Pastor Shola, he was here last week, he missed her last week. He's been married for 16 years or something. And recently, he, he was saying that they were talking amongst their friends and his wife was analyzing Football, premiership. She knew the names of the players, and it was like, How? I've been married to you for city. I've never seen you watch a single match. <laughs> and it was shocked. I thought I knew you. I thought I could vouch that this woman doesn't like watching. So it's perplexed. I have another friend. He says, he said that his wife called him. She's upstairs. She called him downstairs. He picked up the intercom. And she says, oh, baby, do you want to come to bed? Now, how many of you know if a man at night, your wife calls you, do you want to come to bed? Men, what does she want? <laughs> when you are not at Okobo. You know that... talk a lot. <laughs> they just give you signs. So this, my friend said, quickly look for the remote control, put up the TV. 
put up the AC, put up the light, go to the kitchen, make sure that the doors are locked. He got to the room. Wife was fast asleep. <laughs> Says, so I have to be playing game at night. What is wrong with this woman? What is wrong with this woman? And many times we are like that. We don't understand the woman. This same friend of mine said to me, if you want to get your house cleaned, you want your house to be clean, just say to your wife, meet me in bed for sex. That's when she remember, I need to sweep the living room. <laughs> I need to wipe the... <laughs> Am I correct, sir? You see? Now, now guys, you need to help me here. <laughs> Spot on. That's why she remember. Oh, there's a cobweb. Leave the cobweb alone. Ah, the cobweb has been there since. So, what do women really want, Seth? It's our, it's our quest as men. What do they want? Who is this person? The Holy Ghost is about to give you the answer. <laughs> Because you've discovered off the bat that women are different from men. So I'm going to jump right into this. What do women really want? Women really want four things. Four things. Only four. They say, but, but, but men only wanted one last time we spoke. Yes, that's why they are women. They get more than we, than we have. I think it's fair. What do women want? Four things. Number one, if you're writing, write. Men, write. Please, you will need this in the future. <laughs> Even right now. If you're single, fantastic opportunity. <clears throat> what do women really want? Four things. Number one, women want the truth. truth. Just say the truth. Capish, Chicken, huh? Right? One woman was like that for me. Right there. <laughs> Just say the truth. Women want the truth. What happened to the car? Just say it. Just say it. Ephesians 4.25, the word of God says in Ephesians 4.25, says, so stop telling lies. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. Say to your neighbor, stop telling lies. Do you have a financial situation? Just say the truth. Stop dancing around. You know, you know, you know, you know. Just say the truth. You've got to borrow money, Abby. Just say the truth. Even to things as complicated as you had an affair or a close shave. A man said, said to his wife, it's just a close shave. Hmm. 
Say, woman said, hallelujah, right there. Just say the truth. You know, one reason men don't say the truth, in fairness to us, is that we feel the woman can't handle it. Because she, she has been so petty, she has been so, you know, we've not even told her the truth, she's, she's raising the roof. If you tell her the truth, what will happen? She will burn the house. So we, we think women can't handle the truth. That's why most men avoid telling the truth or tell a lie outrightly. There's pornography on your computer. Your wife just opens your computer and a woman's breast pointed out on her face. And he says, how did he get this? I don't know. I just don't know. She took your iPad, she saw pornography. How did you get there? Baby, are you trying to distrust me? You, I, I, I have no idea. In fact, it must be that stupid secretary of mine that took my computer. When I get to the office, I'm going to fire him. Just say the truth. The truth will what? Set you free. Just say the truth. She opened, she saw the pornography. I said, yes, yes. I, I watched it. Now, how many of you know that that's the beginning of your deliverance? You saw pornography? Thank God you saw it. Baby, I watched pornography. Yeah, I did. How would your wife respond? Some say, ah, Pastor, you don't know my wife. <laughs> She will sing it on my head from till I go to the grave. She will remind me. So let me just save myself. So, so which is why I want to say to you ladies, when you hear the truth, please help us. Don't crucify us. <laughs> ladies, when you hear the truth, do what? Help us. You know what a man will do? A man will test you with little truth first. Look, if you get this about men, you are done. He will test you with small ones. If you handle it well, you make him feel, you don't make him feel like the devil. You make him feel you are supporting him. When he unpacks everything for you, you almost faint. But please don't faint. <laughs> Just keep saying, God will help us. God will help us through it. 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 If you don't know what to say, don't say what? God will help us through it. Because what is keeping a lot of marriages bound is darkness. Secret is darkness. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of light. Praise the name of the Lord. So the first thing a woman wants is what? Is the truth. The second thing a woman wants is, now listen to this, women want to be handled tactfully. A guy calls pastor. I say, pastor, my wife is looking for trouble. 
The pastor says, how? What do you mean? He says, she just wants trouble this morning. He says, so what happened? Then the wife on the background says, pastor, tell him to answer the question. What's the question? The wife asks the guy, am I fat? The guy is like, there's no right answer to that. She just wants trouble. She just wants trouble, Pastor. She just wants trouble. Am I fat? Fat? No. Come on. <laughs> I don't get like you. You can't fat get. No. Yeah. <laughs> some men some men actually dig their graves early they say to their wives why are you so fat ah error look I came across a quote and the person says a recent survey a recent survey showed that women who carry a little extra weight live longer than the men who mentioned it to them. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> so, so instead, of, instead of saying, why are you so fat? Say something like this. How much is that boot camp? You said already. How much is that boot camp? It says it's 50K for six weeks. Oh, I'll pay for it. Then she says, Are you trying to say I'm fat? Say, No, 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 no. Since it will make you happy. That's all. I just want to make you happy. <laughs> Since you, you mentioned the boot camp. Baby, you mentioned the boot camp. I'm going to pay for it. You will live long. A lady says to you, um, um, I, feel I'm, I feel I'm getting old. That's another trick question, guys. I feel I'm getting old. Then a not too wise guy says, he thinks he's, he's, he's being smart. He says, eh, well, you're not too old, but you know, you're just not like the when we first met. Ah, error. You see, you heard that one. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. What's the right answer, Pastor? Am I? I think I'm getting, I'm looking old. The right answer is always the answer she wants to hear. Now, listen. I know some of you are crucifying me. Go ahead and crucify me. That's why you have problems with your marriages. <laughs> she says, am I looking old? But guess what? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I'm not lying. I chose to see my wife more beautiful than the first time I met her. Is that a lie? This my, I, I, that, is how, that is the glasses I put on. So, so am I looking older? Oh, come on. Did you see when you were standing beside that 16-year-old girl? You even look prettier. She's like, really? I said, I'll check now. Look at the picture. 
Something good is about to happen. <laughs> Something better is in store. Look, guys, I'm telling you from experience. I'm not too long in this business, but I'm a fast learner. <laughs> I have spent 12 years in this matter. It's not small, though. I will never forget. Never. I came into the house and my wife, you know, was there and I just mentioned that her hair was not really, was untidy. I just mentioned it. Now men just say things. We don't mean harm. Men, do we mean harm? We don't. I just said the truth. I paid for it too. <laughs> Not only did I, she now decided that the, the air she wanted to do was the most expensive one. And I had to pay. Since you said you will pay, you said that this is I paid. Then I thought that, that was over. Then uh, something was about to happen. Then I saw that she wasn't really flowing. I said, What's the problem? Said, hey, why did you say that about my air? <laughs> What do you do? Figure that out yourself. <laughs> I should tell you, eh? You know, some of you say, oh, pastor, are you teaching us to lie? The answer is no, I'm not teaching you to lie. I'm just saying, be tactful. Everybody say tactful. Be, be what? Tactful. With women, you have to be tactful. With women, you have to be tactful. You have to be tactful. To be tactful means to be what? Strategic. And I have a scripture for it. First Peter chapter 3, is even in the New Testament. Verse 7. It says, in the same way, you husband must give honor to your wives, treating the wife with what? As you live together. The word understanding there means knowledge. It means you should treat her with wisdom, with tact, with consideration, thinking about the end results in, from the beginning. So if you are, you are dealing with your wife, you are thinking about how will this impact on And, and verse, the, the second part of verse 7, and this is so powerful, the second part of verse 7 says, treat her as you should. Why? Now, I don't think, is this fair? Guys, is this fair? Is this, does this look fair? It doesn't look fair to me. So, I should treat her as I should so that my prayers should not be in that. Now, I want my prayers answered. <laughs> The pastor, oh, you are so nice to your wife. I want my prayers answered. Oh, you are so sweet. I want my prayers answered. Oh, you are so romantic. I want my prayers. So, what the word of God is saying, telling you and I is, how you treat your wife determines how heaven treats your prayers. 
you treat your wife determines how heaven treats your prayers. I mean, that is just mind-blowing. When God says, wife, submit to your husband, some women think that is punishment. If you understood that, you will totally submit to, to your husband without any reservation. You know why? Because God is going to hold them accountable for how they treat you. So submission becomes effortless. How I treat my wife determines how I even treat my prayers. Ah, then I need to be tactful. You need to be tactful with your wife. You need to be tactful with your wife. You need to be what? Tactful with your wife. And on a general note with women, you need to be tactful. If I want to get my daughter to do something, and my wife is unable to get her to do that thing, then I go tactfully, 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 and she always does it. And my wife says, how come? I said, so the same reason. Why did you marry me? Because I went tactfully and I toasted you and I did this and I did that. And that. Then you found yourself in my house. Just woke up and said, how did I get here? And was a tact. We have to be tactful, men. We have to be tactful. And to help us, I've, I've broken out that that tax, T-A-C-T, into four words that we can relate to. The T, I, for tactfulness, the T is to be thoughtful. To be thoughtful. To be thoughtful. To be thoughtful. Think about the end. I start with the end in mind, like the popularity say. Before I say this, think about it. What impact will this have on my wife? What impact will this, will this have on our emotions? How will this, what... Johnny with this word, send her on. Think about it. Thoughtful. The A is mind your approach. Approach is everything, they say. Mind your approach. Mind your approach. Say, but pastor, she's my wife. Is she not supposed to I was listening to some um, preacher, popular preacher in Nigeria, talk about submission. It was okay, but he, he, he talked about it that as though the wife was your slave. That's not very correct. <clears throat> That's not correct at all, actually. <clears throat> Approach. Is it and and we, we talked about in the, if you were for the devotion in the morning, we talked about how ladies should, even though they, got mar- they, they are married, how they should still keep their presentation and all that. Same thing. Guys, the fact that you are married doesn't mean you shouldn't be tactful in relating with your wife, in dealing with your wife, in approaching her. It doesn't mean you shouldn't come up with a plan, with a strategy that will wow her. You shouldn't come up with a plan. You see, when was the last time you wowed your wife? When was the last time she was like, Wow, this guy. You should be wowing her consistently. Approach. The sea there, like I said, I mean, that's another sermon on its own. The sea there is be compassionate. Be compassionate. So, be thoughtful. Mind your approach. Be compassionate. Be compassionate. I have a friend that we're on a project in Portacot together. 
and we had a mutual friend. The mutual friend came to visit us. Well, we were sitting in the same guest house at the time. He came to visit us, came to visit him, but end of visiting both of us. And he didn't know anything about this, my friend's travel to Lagos. But the Holy Spirit gave him a word. And he said to him that this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. That the Holy Spirit says, I should tell you that how you want me, the Holy Ghost, to treat you, that is exactly how you should treat your wife when you get to Lagos. That didn't make sense to me, but that made sense to my friend. <laughs> because he was weak. He was like, oh, that he, he wanted to show her pepe. That was his plan. Since the girl, as, lady has, has annoyed him, I was going to Lagos to show her, I was a pepe. So he was going to show his wife Pepe, and the Lord sent a word through his friend to say, the Pepe you want to show her, I'm not saying you should show her, but show her the Pepe you want me to show you. <laughs> Blessed are the merciful, for they will what? Obtain mercy. Now, you don't need to be a genius to know what my friend did afterwards. Instead of going to show her Pepe, what did he do? He bought her a gift from Buttercourt. Because he's thinking, what will God buy for me? <laughs> you may sound selfish, but hey, be compassionate. And the last thing, it's similar to being compassionate, but it's different, is be tender. Be tender. Be tender. You see, women are, a, I can't overemphasize this. Men, some of us, sometimes we don't understand it. We, are, I'm still, we all are still learning this. You know, sometimes it still shocks us. Women are a bundle of emotions. Emotions that sometimes just don't make sense. So be tender. She's having a wave of emotion. Just be tender. It will pass. She will feel better very soon. <laughs> if you can wait it out. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Women want to be handled what? Tactfully. So on integrity issues, be truthful. On preferential issues, be tactful. On integrity issues, be what? Be truthful. But on preferential issues, be tactful. You know you are late for church already. The dress she's wearing is okay. She's saying, how do I look? Never, ever, 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 ever say you look just okay. The word is enough for the wise. <laughs> so, the first thing uh, a woman wants is what? Talk to me. The first thing a woman wants is the truth. The second thing a woman wants is to be handled tactfully. The third thing a woman wants is security. Yes, so security. 
And it's in that same scripture, 1 Peter 3, 7. It says, likewise, you husband, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto your wives as unto the weaker vessel. That weaker vessel means the, the vulnerable vessel. Everything that is weak or vulnerable wants protection, wants security. The woman craves for security. She wants physical security. She wants that if there's a knock on your door at night, there's a bank, you don't hide under her. She wants that at least you will go and check who it is. A story of a man and his wife. Shall I tell you this story? <sighs> they were traveling. And they were now surrounded. Now, when they were surrounded, all of a sudden, the arm robbers saw both of them in the car. All of a sudden, they couldn't see the man. <laughs> so they saw the wife. They wanted to rough handle her. They said, where's your husband? We saw your husband. Where's your husband? Where you go? Where you go? Where you go? They couldn't find the man. So, said, woman, leave him. So they left her. They now went away. The man just came out from under the chair. And the woman was so angry. You left me alone. I was this, 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 this. The man said, ah, I protected you. <laughs> if I had stayed. Hmm. Woman wants security. Physical security. They want financial security. They want to know that their needs are going to be taken care of tomorrow. They want to know. They want to know that their children are going to be okay. That they are going to, their school fees are fine. They want to know that they, they want, they just, they are not fretting. They are not just afraid. You can't just say, just have faith. They want to know. They want to have emotional security. So, if you, if you are not providing security for your wife, you need to, you need to man up. You are not providing emotional security for her. She, 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 when she's with you, she, she's afraid of the words you will speak to her. She's afraid that we lash out at her. Something is wrong with that. She doesn't have financial security. She, she can't... When last did you buy anything for your wife? When last did you pay the bills? She wants to have security concerning her children. She wants to have a place, a roof over her head. Praise the Lord. That's why you notice that the wives always remember when the rents are due. Have you noticed? The husband sometimes forget. I forget. My wife says, it's in June. I say, no, it's in July. Says it's in June. Says it's in July. We check. It's in June. Next year again. It's in June. No, it's in August. <laughs> That's number three. So number one, what do women want? Women want the truth. Number two, what do women want? Women want to be handled what? 
tactfully. Number three, what do women want? Women want security. Number four, finally, and that is another sermon by itself, what do women want? Women want to feel loved. You can write that feel in bold and underline it and put it in caps and put brackets over it and start it. <laughs> women want to feel love. You see, feelings is so important to women. And a lot of men really feeling it is important but it's not the main thing. So, so the wife is saying, I don't feel loved in this marriage. And the man is saying, what do you want? You have this, I buy this for you, I did this, this, this. What exactly do you want? Ephesians chapter, chapter 5, verse 25. The Bible says, husbands, do what? Love your wife. And part 3, we looked at the innermost craving of the man. It's totally different from the innermost craving of the woman. From the research, the man's craving is, am I capable? Am I adequate? Am I good at what I do? On the outside, do I measure up? That's the man's craving. Do I measure up? Am I man enough? Do I measure up? The woman's craving, on the other hand, is, am I lovable? Am I beautiful? Am I special? That's why the greatest mistake you can make is buy a, a bracelet for your wife. Then now buy the same bracelet for your sister. Then you're like, what's the problem? What have I done? What have you done? How can you buy the same bracelet? But it's just so that it is not an ordinary bracelet. The bracelet says, I am special. And if I am special, there cannot be two of me. Only the women are clapping. <laughs> Praise the Am I worthy of being loved from the inside? So the woman craves to feel loved. To feel loved. And the truth is that what you are learning is, is going to, when, if you do them, it's going to change your life and change your marriage totally. Totally. But I must give another disclaimer before I go into this. The skit we, we just saw pointed to the fact that there are different love languages for different people. Different people have different love languages. In fact, there's a whole book by Gary Chapman, Dr. Gary Chapman. It's called The Five Love Languages. We're going to touch on them. I want to encourage you to get the book. Go to the website. One person maybe is words of affirmation. Another person maybe is acts of service. Another person maybe is receiving gifts. Another person maybe is physical touch. Yet, for another person, it's totally different. So, but disclaimer out there first. I stumbled upon this truth years before I even heard about the book. I stumbled upon it. I told you I'm a fast learner. I stumbled upon it experimentally. 
with my wife. <laughs> this works. This does not work. Okay? This is what she's... And I don't need to like it. Love is giving, right? That is what she wants. At the face of her, of her life, for instance, she really longed for me to take her out. She really longed for my friends to see that this is my wife. She really longed for those things. So I studied that she longed for it. So I'll take her out. We'll parambulate everywhere. I didn't like it. But I knew you always got me something afterwards. Something very good. So what do I do as a smart young boy? I take her out. <laughs> but something began to happen that she, she had, which is where the disclaimer, disclaimer comes. You see, these things, you can't just do them for sex. You have to do them for the person, for love. Then you will get sex. Plenty of it. A time came that we'll come back from having a fantastic time. She'll come and we'll be laughing and everything. And in my mind, I'm like, something good is about to happen. <laughs> something better. And my wife will say to me, oh, baby, let's just cuddle. I'm like, call, call what? <laughs> no, you're just hold me. Huh? I'm like, I will be holding you in the air. Uh... So, no, 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 I just want to hold me. And initially, I would get angry. Bad investment. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't look at me like that. That's what I used to do. I'll get up and say, leave me alone. What's that? You know, I'll go to the living room, I'll be playing. I'll be playing Call of Duty. I'll be killing all of them. They don't know I'm killing them. <laughs> I'm angry. I'm, I'm angry. Like, you know, I said, ah, ah. After that, is, you, you, you enjoyed it. That was what you wanted. You got what you wanted. Now you're leaving a man to roast. Is that fair? Now, I could have stopped there. If I stopped there, I would have concluded that she's unreasonable and this thing does not work. But as I began to listen to the Lord, everyone said the Lord. <laughs> so she comes back, we come back from another of those artists I didn't like. I'm hoping that she remember how badly she behaved last time and restitute this time around. And she says, oh, but I'm, don't get angry, but can we just cuddle? <laughs> oh, cuddle. <laughs> Who invented that word, cuddle? <laughs> Who is the guy that invented that word? And the Lord will say, don't worry, just cuddle. I say, oh, man. Okay, fine. What can a man do? So I cuddle. Right? But listen, listen. Every single time, I wake up with some action. She wakes me up with action. Now, you don't know what that means. I get the breakfast before the breakfast. (laughs) 
through every single time. And the money one is usually sweeter than the night one. Guys, is that, is that correct? Saturday morning, no stress, no pressure. If you don't see me on the soccer field, you know what is happening? <laughs> My late on the soccer field. So it, it, it kind of became a, a rhythm for us and a pattern. So the, the, the disclaimer is this. Don't think you know, this is a, you know, man, we are too goal-oriented. Don't think that this is a silver bullet. Let me shoot it. See it as a way to love your wife and a process to go through for your relationship to grow together. Praise the name of the Lord. So, okay, that's a good place to clap for Jesus. So guys, love is a choice. Love is what? A choice. You choose to love. The one who chooses to love will find appropriate ways to express that decision every day, says Gary Chapman, the guy that wrote the book. So here are the five love languages. The first one is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. For these people, words speak louder than action. The words you say to them the text you sent to them, the email, a lot of, some men, is words of affirmation. You just want you to make, some people say, you want, me, you want your head to swell, Abby. Why not make his head swell, if that is his um, love language. For some people, it's acts of service. For these people, action speaks louder than words. Action speaks louder than words. Help me carry the bucket. Let me go get the groceries. You can't even help me wash the plates. You can't even prepare dinner. You know, I'm coming late from work. I work all day. I'm in traffic. You're at home. You're just sitting down watching TV. You can't even prepare dinner. For these people, action speaks louder than words. You need to think through which is mine, which is my spouse's. The third one is receiving gifts. For these people... What makes them feel loved is to receive a gift. Now, many times, women, when some women have this words, um, this love language, we easily think they are materialistic. Now, listen, usually it has nothing to do with materialism because the value of the gift is not usually what is in play here. It is the thought behind the gift. It is the sacrifice behind the gift. That is in play. A lady was saying to her husband that, and to me, that every time she, no matter how much headache she has, that she's not up to intimacy, every time she gets an alert on her phone, pim pim, and she sees money in her account, that she gets randy. She wants to hold her husband immediately. I find that strange, but that's what she said. It could even be 2,000 naira. It could even be 5,000 naira. And it could be 100,000 naira. And it could be a million naira. Whatever. Number four. So number one is what? 
Words of affirmation. Number two is what? Acts of service. Number three is what? Receiving gifts. Number four is quality time. Quality time. The language, this language is all about giving the other person your undivided attention. Quality time. You drop the phones. Leave the phones in the living room. Put them on silent and put them under the pillow. Put up the computer. Say, Pastor, so we sit down. So what will we be saying? Exactly. That's the point. You need to get something going between both of you. Quality time. And number five is physical touch. Physical touch. To this person, nothing speaks more deeply than appropriate touch. Physical touch. You are going and you just hold his hands or you hold her hands and for some people that's it. You know, or you are sitting down at the table in the restaurant, everybody's just laughing and talking and she legs her, wonders her leg to touch your leg by mistake. And on, and on, and on, and on, and on. But you see, the danger in this is that we tend to speak our primary love language or the language of our parents. And we become confused when our spouse doesn't understand it. What, what, what am I saying? That means that we tend to love people the way we want to be loved. If, if, you're, if, you, if you are a gift person, for instance, you're a man, you're a gift person. You keep giving your wife money, money, gift, gift, gift. And it's like, thank you, but so you need to get back home and ask yourself, what's my love language? How do you know your love language is simple? What do I complain about the most? What do I ask for the most? What do I? What makes me happiest when you do? The pointer to it. Believe it or not. Sometimes, we also use the love language of our parents. What we see our mothers do to our father, then we want to do it to our husband. But your husband is different from your father. President of the Lord. Or how we see our, 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 our fathers respond to our mothers, we want to do it to our wives. And she's not satisfied and you're like, but that is what we saw, even sometimes we, we don't articulate it. Now, when we first got married, I'm going to tell you something that will totally shock you. When we first got married, my wife and I, my wife, I'm, I'm on the, um, I used to play football everywhere. My wife is a butter to the core. You know people that when you put butter in their mouths, it will not melt. <laughs> I'm giving you a background so you understand what I'm about to say. We got married. Guess what my wife went to buy? Mortar and pistol. And she, was, she would be pounding yam for me. Now, I looked at her. This woman wants to kill herself. And she would be there sweating. I look at her, she doesn't even know how to do it. You pardon yam, we have cocoa. I didn't say that too. I said, oh, it's, it's, it's delicious. <laughs> well, she almost killed herself. She threw it in a way. <laughs> and guess what? 
and she threw it away. I didn't even miss it. I didn't miss it. Why? She was trying to love me the way her mother perhaps loved her father. I'm not your dad. It shows you, if a woman really loves you, she will do crazy things for you. Crazy things. Imagine my wife finding you <laughs> I wish I had a picture. <laughs> she would be sitting there like this. So please let me bring hot water. Let me bring hot water. Okay, you're clapping for her. Clap for her. Clap for her. Clap for her. Clap for the woman of God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You see, it may feel awkward speaking your spouse's love language if it's not natural to you. For instance, there's a couple. The wife's love language is physical touch. She just wants to be touched in the public, at home. She wants to be hugged and all that. The man, if you touch him, he will freeze. If they're working together and the wife just touches and it just freezes. <laughs> you know? What I say to such men is relax. You are not doing this for yourself. You are doing this for your wife. It's uncomfortable for you, but she likes it. So what do you do? You adjust. We are not talking about comfort here, Gary Chapman said. We are talking love. Love is something we do for someone else. Love is something we do for what? For someone else. For someone else. So surprise her. The next time you are out together, hold her hands. I used to, let me tell you what I used to do. When we are out together, I would count up to ten. Ten. In my heart, nine, eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Mm. Because I'm psyching myself up. Then I hold her hands. When I hold her, I see her. She'll be so happy. Like, okay. <laughs> but now I don't need to count one to ten anymore. Praise God. But whatever, remain flexible. Remain flexible because, you know, I, I never loved watching movies. I hated movies. Not hated like that, but I, think, I used to think it was a waste of my time. Two hours for what? But my wife loved movies. So, what do I do? She says, oh, let's watch this movie. So, I went through the whole process of rebelling to enduring, then to now enjoying. Okay. Praise God. So let's watch this movie. You know what happens now? Let's watch a movie. She comes, she snuggled up. 10 minutes, 15 minutes max. She's asleep. Now, I couldn't handle that initially. I was like, you just, just want to waste my time. It's you that wanted to watch this movie. Now you're sleeping. Then, the Holy Ghost. Remember, say the Holy Ghost. Let me cool down. Calm down. Eh? So I said, okay, fine. So I stayed there. 30 minutes after, 
45 minutes into the movie, she wakes up. Okay, so what happened there? What happened there? <laughs> Why don't you stay awake and find out what happened? If I'm telling you what happened, I'm missing what is happening. You see, but you see what I discovered is my wife, yes, loved to watch movies, but she loved being in my hands than watching movies. So right, I get angry. So right, I get angry when I see it. I, because we don't interpret things well. That's why we get angry. We don't interpret them well. We, we don't deal with them with understanding. So my interpretation is, okay, this is why this person is sleeping. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I want to round up now. I know we did, I warned you that this is like three weeks, seven into one. The five love language, everybody has a major one, a primary one. Find out what is your own primary one. But what I've discovered is I've learned to juggle, I know my wife's primary one, but I've learned to juggle the remaining four at different seasons of our lives while I still keep the primary one in the mix. So I've learned to juggle the different ones. So, for instance, if you have a wife that's a primary, uh, <coughs> what have you, is gift. But if she has three children that she needs to take care of and prepare them for school, she will really appreciate if you help out with the children. That's acts of service. But still keep gifts in the mix. Am I making sense? If she's going through a tough time in her business or her work, she may need some words of affirmation. Just keep the gift in the, in the mix. Give it. She may need you to touch and hold her shoulder in public to reaffirm her, but still keep the gift in the mix. So we have this picture that is very popular, that depicts, they call it the control panel. A lot of us have know the picture. I'm going to ask them to put it up. It says, the man and the woman. The man is just one switch on and off. The woman, you need to turn this, turn that, turn this, turn that, tactfully here, tactfully there. Praise the Lord. See, but the good thing is this. If you're a lady here and you're feeling so confused, nobody understands me, my husband doesn't love me like this, I wish my husband was here, or even if he's here, look at him, he's not even listening. Are you hearing pastor now? You know, I have good news for you. And that's good. the good news is that the Holy Spirit knows your buttons. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit does what? Knows your buttons. 
clapping for the Holy Ghost. That's a good place to clap. He knows your buttons. If you're a man here, I have feeling this is just so confusing, Pastor. I mean, woman. I mean, can't you just give us one bullet point? You're giving us four. I need one. That's sub point. Again, the answer is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit will help you. There are no two women that are the same. The Holy Spirit will what? Will help you. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. As we pray. If you are here, you're a lady, you're like, Holy Spirit, I don't even know him. I don't even have a relationship with God. You're a guy, you are here, you're like, if I can figure out a woman, I can figure out life. And that is true. If a man can figure out a woman, he can figure out life. Life can be so full of different buttons. But you see, I have good news for you. The Holy Ghost wants to help you. Wants to help you with your life. Wants to help you with your marriage. We are saying, Pastor, but I don't know God. I'm not born again. I used to be born again, I'm backsliding, I'm far from God, I'm far from God, Pastor, help me. Pray with me, I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. I don't need you to come forward. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me, I want to recommit my life to God, I want to commit my life to God afresh. I want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Put up your hand now, over your head, I will pray together. God bless you, put up your hand well, 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 over that head. God bless you, God bless you, my sister, God bless you over there, God bless you, my sister. God bless you over there. God bless you. In the middle, God bless you. Put it up, put it up well over your head. God bless you. That is me. That is me, Pastor. If you have the card, you can put down your hand. God bless you. Right there, over there. My brother, my sister, I can see your hand. Over there. God bless you. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Pray with me. Pray with me. That is me. That is me. If you have the card, why don't you just talk to God? Ask God to have mercy upon you. Say to the Lord, guide me. And the rest of us, let's, let's say to the Lord, help us, help me, help me in my, my marriage. If you are single, you are yet to be married. What a fantastic position you have. Why don't you just say to God, help me. If you are married and you are a man here, think about these things and talk to God about it. Where do I need to be truthful, Lord? Where do I need to be tactful? Where do I need, Lord, to provide security? Where do I need to show love and make my wife feel love? Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise and glory. We pray for everyone that has heard your word. We ask that you empower us to be all that you have created us to be. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen.